0: Welcome to another episode of Quick Fix, where I, Drew Shulman, invite a guest on the show to pitch a quick fanfic episode of Supernatural based on a monster of the week of the guest's choosing. Today, my guest is Jeremy Greer. He covers Supernatural at Monster of the Week, X-Men at Days of Future Cast, and just finished the BBC show Merlin at Still His Kingdom Keeps. I'm actually going to say, I did not know about the X-Men one, and I now need to go binge that one because I love the X-Men. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we started doing the... Hi, Drew, and thank you for for having me. I very much appreciate it. Um, We started way back when doing the animated series um, and then kind of branched into... So it just became a general Marvel podcast sort of but with an x-men focus so we did like the avengers cartoon from the 90s which is horrifying uh we've done we've done some other x-men cartoons and then we just lately we've been doing like just kind of picking cherry picking cool x-men runs from the entire history of the x-men so we kind of bounce around in eras a lot um we did uh rick reminder's uncanny x-force which is a really really fun run if you like kind of rick remender is a great x-men writer to begin with but uh it's it's just lots of cool time travel altered alternate d- dimensions cool x-men character kind of stuff so highly recommend that yeah we have a good time at the podcast come listen we're, we're raunchy as hell though i'm just gonna warn you <laughs> like
0: <laughs> oh super doubt i was gonna say in, in a comic series that has gotten so like I don't want to say risque, but has like embraced so many kinds of open relationships and like weird dynamics. I'm like, you need to be raunchy with that one. A little I
1: bit. don't, uh, I don't know how current you are on X-Men comic books. Are you, have you, have you read any of the, like the modern Krakoan era kind of thing? Have you done any I of this stuff? I
0: follow a few content creators, so I have mm-hmm. a general knowledge, but haven't read a good X-Men run in a long time, actually. I'll be very honest. The- Um, You mentioned the the open relationship. But I was going to say, um, isn't there like a Wolverine and Jean Grey and Cyclops, and they're like a full on thruple or something? it's 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 heavily implied um and the thing that
1: kicked it all off was in this like reboot the x-men have like a different like home base now and so they were doing like at the back of the book they were doing like kind of diagrams of wherever like this is cyclops room this is wolverine's room and there's just like a connecting hallway between cyclops <laughs> wolverine and gene gray and i'm just i just live i live for it dude it's just so hilarious and wonderful I, to i me. love like, that
0: kind of stuff and i love how they just embraced it like good for them
1: cyclops just being like i it's gonna happen i might as well just get in <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just i'm just i need i just i can't stop these two from lusting after each other i just let me be in the middle i guess it's just fantastic for me
0: oh my god the ultimate like i'm not gonna get cuckolded i'm gonna join in it's a thrill <laughs> they exactly. want me here or so i believe <laughs> i'm definitely not on the side of the, the side of the
1: bed oh, alone. You, you know
0: with the thing where it started with him like just watching and now it's like just gene gray sitting there being like really guys like do i get a turn Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We have gone yeah, yeah. so off the rails, but that's the way this show works. I like it.
1: Everybody s- in the X-Men is, is, is bi or gay. That's the that's oh, the yeah. thing that we need to remember.
0: Fucking pan pride <laughs> over here. So, on that note, what in this little fanfic of ours today do we have the brothers facing off against?
1: So, uh, I... I, I... I went back and forth on this a lot um, and I just, I want to throw out it just in case she listens to this. I asked my wife, I gave her my idea and was like, what do you think? And she was like, is this a funny podcast? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, well, you should do death and taxes because they fought death, but like now they can fight taxes. Like I want to see, I want to see the Winchester's tax returns. And I was like, well, that's a great idea. I don't know if I can like do that for 30 minutes because you should do that for 30 minutes. Um, so my idea is to do uh, Walter, uh what Walter o or randall flag from the stephen king dark tower universe um i don't know are you familiar with the, the dark tower at uh, all am i
0: i'll be i'll be honest it's an embarrassing uh like blank spot in my nerd history i know it well but not the series is he a, is he not like a taxman or a tax collector
1: Well, he's many things, Drew. He's been many, many things. Uh, I'm going to do my best to talk about Walter in a way that doesn't spoil anything about the Dark Tower (laughs) Um, or The Stand or uh, Went Through the Keyhole or uh, Eyes of the Dragon or any other The Stand. (laughs) Uh, There's been... He was kind of... um, If you're a Stephen King fan, and I kind of grew up reading Stephen King fan, Stephen King books, uh it very quickly became apparent like he was the overarching villain of everything. Like at some point you started realizing, like, oh, Randall Flagg is this dude in the stand who was like gathering all the bad people up to, to do bad things after the after the apocalypse virus. Um and then he is oh wait, wait, he's also the bad guy in the Dark Tower series and this other book, and he's also like kind of doing machinations in the background for in these other books. So he becomes this like overarching, kind of terrifying figure. Um, specifically, I like Walter Odim because this is like the playful trickster magician side of Randall Flag, which he and he has like a bunch of different faces and a bunch of different names throughout the the millennia, uh, and he kind of bounces between universes. and I think it's a really, really good foil for the boys, specifically because of that. Uh, I feel like with supernatural and then I'm not, not only going to try not to spoil anything about the dark tower, but also anything past season six of supernatural. I put put you in a tight spot. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. This is, this is actually, I'm exercising my, my podcast (laughs) muscles. Um, I feel like the boys very specifically, uh, attract the wrong kind of attention because they're too good. Uh, and I guess i specifically thinking of like their meetups with death, where like if you met death and he knew your name and was like, "Hey, Dean Winchester," you'd be like, "I am terrified." Like you shouldn't like you shouldn't be that noticeable to any of these like cosmic beings. And Walter slash Randall Flagg, I think, would like notice Sam and Dean like killing monsters and doing stuff, and be like, "I can." They seem to be like protected from on high. I don't know how they're doing all of this (laughs) stuff. Like they have subverted the apocalypse somehow. And I am going to very specifically fuck with those two boys um and his power set is like a power set like a giant nerd i guess we talked about x-men and now i'm talking <laughs> I was, like i was my, gonna like, say
0: like that's like for once the proper terminology thank <laughs> you
1: <laughs> yeah i'm reading trading cards right now i'm bringing out my x-men trading cards and we're just gonna talk about <laughs>
0: I gonna you have like a, the stand trading cards and i'm like now nah, i really oh, need to my. see these
1: <laughs> I, oh that would be so very cool extra so extremely cool uh but he's you know a magician he can shapeshift Uh, He can kind of melt into the background of things. Uh, He can do like classical spells. He knows a lot about the inner workings of the universe in ways that maybe like normal people don't really understand. And I feel like he would like specifically get to the boys and be like, I'm going to screw with you two guys in, like, the worst way possible. Um, very similar to The Trickster uh, and, like, you know, Mystery Spot or something. Or not Mystery that's, Spot. That's the
0: vibe I was getting was, like, the, the Mystery Spot kind of. Uh, okay, no, yeah. Great. It's not Mystery mm-hmm. Spot. It's, um, what, what are the, all the other Trickster episodes are not uh, just Oh, I'm no, no. I, thinking, right no. I was thinking,
1: no, I am thinking Mystery Spot. Oh, that's yeah, the one just, where Dean yeah, dies yes. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're absolutely. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. brain was...
0: I was going back to the previous Trickster episode, the, which I can't remember the title of from the previous season. Yeah,
1: the French mistake is the one that I always think is, is the Trickster, but turns out like it's an angel or something. So but I was going to say, I always... like, I
0: feel like that would be a really great opportunity for a character who actually, from what you've described, can travel different dimensions, that to him, that's something very normal or he's able to interact with them in the other dimensions and kind of like bring over that knowledge. So he's like a step up from just like the Trickster slash Loki. Exactly,
1: yeah. And he also has... um and this is brought up a few times throughout several different books he seems to have like a very like workmanlike knowledge of uh monsters in general and like the random niche magic of particular areas or cultures if that makes sense uh, this this is more of a dark tower thing uh, but i feel like the boys really specialize in that stuff like sam can get on the lore and it's like okay we're in this place we need to learn what do, what do you guys call the library like they go to another universe and he's like what do you call a library i need one of those <laughs> like I need, to, I need what do you call a book in this in this magical green sky world i need i need to find a book um to find out how to fight this guy um, and i I think it would be really fun like i think if you made him an overarching villain for a season you could get really crazy with the writing like you could bring in multiple universes you could bring mm-hmm. in weird little monsters and every single thing i think the boys would be able to rise to like they would be able to triumph eventually um and uh, very specifically i think that they would Like have a long struggling journey to get there. So in my mind, if we're writing this fanfic, like there's the there's the opening thing where you're like exposed to what seems like this all powerful godlike being, yeah. And then like the dark middle chapter where he's like divided them up against each other. In my mind, I really want like the found family, um, and I'm not going to mention everybody, but like all some of our favorites that we've seen throughout the 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 series be like sided with Sam and sided with Dean, like a real brother versus brother type thing. And then the the you know the triumphant climatic third chapter like this back end of the, se- of the season where everybody comes together and they finally got the plan and they're going to take him down um oh, i don't know I if i just re- this. <laughs> uh
0: i was even gonna say like i even see a part of it too of like maybe when they first meet him he like joins them and they realize how much of an asset he is and like gets like kind of too into their like relationship yeah. like he becomes part of the found family so he can like destroy it from the inside like not even like intentionally like i feel like the way you describe him, it doesn't feel like he'd be doing this like maliciously. He'd have like an alt. He'd have like an end goal, whatever it might be, and he needs certain things, and it happens to break them up. And like it, it like it would be. I feel I get a very like like that kind of. I'm trying to think of a good example here. I'm sure you'll come like, up with because cha- he, comics always like, do it.
1: Chaotic e- evil mindset, right? Like he's like
0: the the villain. You almost kind of go like. I, I mean, I know you're wrong, but, like, are you really <laughs> that wrong? Like, I think we've all seen Magneto beat up a few Nazis and go, like, is he really the bad guy?
1: I have, I still rock that I, I Magneto made some valid points shirt from the uh, Explain the X-Men podcast. So <laughs> I, I wear that in public, so I'm down with the talking about some Magneto stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, exactly right. I, I love the idea of him kind of partnering with the boys at first because there's that whole thing that happens in Supernatural of um, – And you may have seen some of this. I I don't remember specifically where this comes up, but the boys have a lot of conversations around like we hunt monsters. No, we don't. We hunt evil. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and is it okay to partner with a lesser evil to kill a bigger evil? And like those kind of questions of morality and what it means to be a hunter, what it means to be, you know, ethically hunt monsters, like all that kind of stuff is really fun. And him joining side, like even though knowing that he's kind of weird and then Walter being he's described sometimes as just an agent of chaos of just like, he may not have an end goal, but he just wants to kind of fuck with people and see what happens. Like just tip over the barrel and see where it falls and explodes. And that, that would work really well with just blowing up Sam and Dean's, whatever they have, whatever, whatever they have of a life right now and whatever season at their end of the
0: show. And that's like, because that's the thing, too. I feel like every time, like, I I mean, like, that's every villain in every show, and in Supernatural is by no means exempt from it. Like, every villain has what they want, the, the the reason they're being a villain. Like, even if it's the smallest of just, like, our species needs to survive, so we have to eat some babies. But, like, to <laughs> go up against something that literally just goes, like oh no, there's no, like, end goal in sight. I'm just doing this because I want to see where things go. Not even, like, for my amusement, but just because, like the universe is random chaos and I need to see what random chaos happens.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like not even, not even like chaotic evil, I guess at that point. Like, I guess the alignment is even chaotic neutral of just like, I I just want to, I want to push people around and want to move pieces around on the chessboard and see what happens. And like, you know, the guy at the, at the, um, at the nuclear facility that's just pushing buttons. Like, I don't care. Like, I may just shut it down. I have no idea, but I just want to see, I don't want to see the dials go red and see what happens from there. Oh, Um, that is,
0: that is like, that is such an interesting villain because I think it gives you so much room to play with. Like I was going to say when you first described him to me that like, I know the goal of this is to kind of do like a one-off episode, but this really feels like it'd be a longer arc. And I'm totally on board with that. Oh, but the idea of like this overarching character like this, I love this.
1: And it would be really fun to bring in, um, I think at that point, supernatural plays with this from time to time, but like older hunters, um, mm. you, you've seen Rufus, right? But Rufus shows up in season oh, yeah, six we've, somewhere. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. we've, we've,
0: Unfortunately seen Rufus uh, pass away already. So
1: Oh, that's right. That was the last episode of Carrie and Wayward I listened to. So okay. Um so yeah, they've they've played with like, you know, the idea of hunting being a profession that's not relatively new, that's been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh and I love that, A, because I love like that historical fiction in my in my fictional universes. Uh but I would also love like Bobby being like, well, I, I encountered a character just like like Bobby being suspicious oh, because the Walter reminds him of somebody that like his grandpa wrote in a hunter journal about or something right like just all of the like sneaking suspicion. It's basically everything that I wanted Secret Invasion to be, but it just Secret oh. Invasion just completely dropped the ball on. But like everyone kind of distrusting it, but also going along with it, and then kind of getting into fights with each other until like an ultimate like schism. Not to use more X Men terminology. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this. We're just on, we're just on this train now, and I can't stop. Uh, but like. And then exactly at the end, like coming together and uh, I won't spoil anything that happens to Walter slash Randall flag. Um, he, there, there are ways to kill him. Let's just say that. And he's hiding something um, about himself that, that is a weakness. Um, he was very poorly betrayed uh, by, in the dark tower movie by Matthew oh, McConaughey. Yeah. Which... No. Um, yeah I, I,
0: <laughs> I, I very luckily did not see that and have now been made very clear that I shan't ever.
1: Oh, it's a, I'll tell you what, man, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> movie. Uh, Is he portrayed then, in the movie though? Or Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's, he's the main bad dude in that mm. um, as, as Matthew, going up against Idris Elba. Um, and he was also in, they, they, they've done several stand adaptations now. Uh, TV shows. Um, I, f- I find the one from the like late 80s, early 90s, the best one. It's got some real like, wow, how did you get all these people in a TV show miniseries <laughs> energy? Um, but the the most recent one was actually pretty decent as well uh, as far as spooky times. It just kind of shits the bed overall, but it still like gives you some spooky times. Uh, but yeah, I think I think if you put them against the boys, I just think that they would have a good time. I think they would eventually figure out the the one you know the one little weakness that he has, and then they would also figure out ways to counter you know his magic of being able to travel in weird ways he has some like time traveling stuff to him as well like all kinds of like weird stuff and i think he would do stuff like summon a baba yaga against him you know what i'm (laughs) saying like maybe not a baba yaga specifically but like something strange like just to give the boys something to do so that they're not focused on him um and i just think like
0: them finding out after like after a a really like rough hunt they're like they're beaten they're at the end of they're like we can't we made it out of that one and him just being like yeah no i really like i knew we would be able to do it but like i should have maybe gone like one level lower on whatever i summoned and them being like <laughs> excuse me and, like not even like I, oh i slipped up like oh no no i i, I made that happen cuz i wanted to go hunt it like i thought it would be fun
1: yeah i wanted, like, you, I wanted to go, like, i wanted to go i wanted to go on almost. a trip yeah you guys were bored you guys got girlfriends oh. i couldn't have that like i, I wanted to, oh. i wanted to go on a hunting trip
0: <laughs> oh i love the idea of them having like I mean, I guess the cliche is, like, he joins them, he's great, hunts are better, and then the realization, like, oh no, hunts are getting harder because he's making them harder, because he wants a challenge, and then he realizes, like, the ultimate challenge would be to screw with us. And then we become what he's hunting, so it becomes like a. Oh, then he tears us apart. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. And then here's here's the
1: fun thing. Here's here's the like running joke for most of the season that I think would be like super serious, but also very funny every time it happened. Because we we haven't talked about our third member of Team Free Will, which is Castiel. Of course, the Angel of Thursdays, who is, (laughs) um, you know, older. He's like millennia old, right? And he would probably know this guy. Um. So like my idea of a running joke is every time that Castiel. Shows up, or every time they call Castiel, Walter just kind of slips out and they're like, <laughs> Look around and they're like, Wait, where did he go? And like, they're telling Castiel, Yeah, we got this new friend. And he's like, well, wh- Where is he, Dean? And like, they just can't. But it's it, it takes until like maybe like the 20th episode or like the 18th of a 22 episode series. Uh, of, like, before Castiel finally sees the guy, and he's like, Dean, no,
0: you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs>
1: I just think it would be really funny. Every episode Castiel shows up just barely missing Walter would be fun Oh, funny I love
0: me. that. It's such a <laughs> cast move too. Of just like the being out of the loop a little bit, but that would yeah. also just work towards the dividing them thing. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think he would assume they're lying, but I think he'd be like there's clearly something going on that I'm not a part of or am I being like ostracized for some reason? Like what is it about me right now? Like it would very much make Cast go from being the outsider being even more of an outsider oh oh yeah absolutely yeah
1: and then like calling castiel up and being like hey do you know where i can get like a like a unicorn horn he's like what well, dean why do you need a unicorn horn?" like it's just that kind of like who told you you need this object like all that kind of stuff i think would be f- super super fun i love when they play castiel for comedy like it happens yeah, oh, throughout the so series good. but he is oh yeah oh, it's Misha so great is
0: a, a, my idol when it comes to like acting chops like just the man is flawless Oh, there's some
1: stuff that I will not spoil for you where it's one of those like, um, inception acting moments where he's acting to, as blah, blah, blah. They kind of like the mystery spot thing or no, sorry. Kind of like the French mistake where he's Castiel, like he's Misha Collins acting like he's Castiel as Misha Collins. Like it's one of those just kind of spiral <laughs> situations. He does those, he does that several times throughout the series and it just makes me love him every single time I see it. Oh,
0: I know. It's this, it- Every time Cass gets like a starring role, even towards the end of the season, which by now people have heard, but you haven't yet, time shenanigans, um, like he becomes so much darker and more serious of a character that it's like, it it's like a, it's such a shock to me. Uh, so to see kind of like to play with that in this, I think is such a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's. I think it would be super fun, and then
1: it, it really. You could just get any of the found family in there, right? Like, you could have oh, everybody yeah. come in for an episode and, and again, jump if in. you're
0: – we're talking about a guy who can, like, jump dimensions and, like, fuck around this much. So like, he can pull people who have died from, like, other dimensions where they're still alive.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, here's your dad from a dimension where he never hunted or something, right? Oh, like I'm, just-
0: <laughs> I'm waiting for the Spider-Verse of Sam's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But there's there's a moment, I, I there's a moment later that you were. I want I'm just gonna try to remember that we had this conversation, and then like six years, to <laughs> send you a text message and be like, "This was the moment that I wanted to." Da, da, da. Well, welcome, yeah. welcome to Mary ninety percent of the time we were. Oh, I know, I know. I can. I listen to the podcast and Mary says stuff, and you it just flies right over your head, and like oh I can just God, I, I can hear the collective shouts of supernatural fans throughout listening in their cars every every time it happens. It's so good. I truly um, find that so funny. I hear that. I hear those stories and I die.
0: Oh man! So good. I I love this as a concept. I love this as a character. Um, I will say it's been on my bucket list for a while, and I'm kind of dedicating to like more reading time. By which I mean graphic novels. Um, and I am looking at picking up. I know they do the Dark Towers as a graphic novel, and it's been on my list for a while. So you may so have ju- you may have just knocked it up a few notches.
1: It's um the first Dark Tower novel actually covers uh the fourth book, um, which is a uh it's kind of a weird story. It's a It's a story within a story, which Stephen King loves to do. So it's a wrapper of like, this is what's happening in the fourth book. Um, And then the majority of the story is all prequel stuff. So it's all like where the gunslinger kind of came from, like where he encountered some of these characters and things that you've been seeing for the last three books, Um, which was a real kick in the nuts because (laughs) there was probably a decade after a huge cliffhanger on the third book where he just didn't release the fourth book. So I remember buying my mom the third book for like Mother's Day or something as a child. Um, And it wasn't till I was uh, either 17 or 18 um that the that the fourth book came out like it was it was close to it may have been even over a decade um, and it was just like it, to pick it up and to have like 10 percent be plot and then like 90 percent be this like set in the old west prequel i was like <laughs> and it's great like I, i'm reading it nowadays i love it but at the time i was like give me more of the plot
0: <laughs> what's been happening <laughs> uh
1: but yeah so it's a i would recommend reading them the first i think the first three are just absolutely flawless i think they're well Stephen King does that egregious thing where he writes black characters and black character voices, and he doesn't really earn that. But yeah. so <laughs> there's some of that stuff. But like, also, like you can, like he was just on a lot of cocaine. Like we we forgive Stephen King for oh, taking yeah, no, a lot he of cocaine.
0: Had a <laughs> weird history. I'm actually heading up to Maine in a few days. Maybe he'll hit me with the truck. Uh, oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't met him yet. I'm hoping one day, and hopefully, no truck hitting involved.
1: Um, probably my uh, my only family guy joke that i think is still funny from when i was watching family is <laughs> the one where um it's were the they somebody hits um stephen king with a van and they're like oh my god i hit stephen king they're like that's not stephen king that's dean coontz he's like oh and they back over dean coontz several
0: times <laughs> yeah I, I think the other stephen king joke is like uh he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna take a break for an interview and he turns around and goes that was a nice break and Goes was right back to the typewriter like he's, his break is just to say that was a nice break goes back to writing um, I love
1: there's a there's an interview with George R. R. Martin uh, and Stephen King where George oh is just like, how the hell do you do it? And he's like, man, I just get up and write like he, there's just, that's the only
0: answer that he has. I just I just put in the pages. It's, they're good pages or bad pages. I don't care. I just I just make the pages. I will say that is the as someone who writes very on the side, like that is the advice I've always been given is just like sit down and write. You what was it? It's, you only have so many good stories in you. So get the mm-hmm. bad ones out now. I think that was a Neil Gaiman line. I could be misquoting that one. So sorry. Could have been. That sounds like Um, Gaiman. Definitely. So I definitely want to ask before we wrap up today. Do you have someone in mind to play this villain if they were to be cast in a supernatural? And again, don't worry about time or heck even. I mean, regardless of the time jumping and dimension hopping shenanigans, living, dead, current, old, future, past, anyone. I'm I'm just, who would you see in this
1: role? I was 100% not prepared for the question and the thing that <laughs> the person that immediately popped into my brain was Walter Goggins. Um, oh! And I just, I, now I can't get rid of it. Now I, now I, now I just think that that's the guy. That's, that's that, just hey, the you guy. you know what? That's,
0: I think, the best way to answer this question. Don't overthink <laughs> it. Just who, whose image do you see? <laughs> oh, I like that. I, like, I think that's a good pick. Like, I was trying to think, like, again, only knowing him from what you've explained. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could see Goggins in it. I was trying to think, like, Maybe a young like, uh, uh, who did I just have a second? I was gonna say was, uh, oh my god, a uh, card! Holy crap! Why am I having a uh, Ian John- McKellen? D- D- Ian McKellen, yes, okay. a young Ian McKellen would be uh, my. I don't Why I went to Picard card there? Yeah, um, no, I mean, you went there
1: because I mean, they're I mean, they were together basically. But uh, yeah, we were talking about Magneto earlier, so that's there like we go. Ian I can see Ian McKellen. I could see young Ian McKellen um, or, hey, best of both worlds, old Ian McKellen, young Walton Goggins. Mm. Goggins. <laughs> Just mix it up a little bit because he does do some weird, like, shapeshifty stuff. So that would be super fun.
0: Oh, oh my God. Have him be a different actor every episode, like Doctor oh, Who. Dude, on dude, too, <laughs> too much. Too much. <laughs> too <Just> much. <laughs> that like, would be too many, much. How many great actors and actresses can we get to cast for the same character? <laughs> every I feel every like episode. That, Wait, yeah, much, that would yeah. Th- <laughs> yeah, that would
1: be, yeah, because then you could get like, he could turn into a woman um, and, and like we could have like a whole great cast coming in from that direction. Oh, that'd be super fun. Yeah, I'm done. Oh,
0: for sure. Uh, before we let you go, do you want to plug anything else? I know at the top of the show I gave a few lists, but if you have anywhere else people can find you online or anything else you want to shout out.
1: Uh, that's pretty much it. If you like the supernatural, uh, if you like Carrie and Wayward, you will. There's a fifty-fifty shot you'll like Monster <laughs> of the Week. <laughs> uh, we, Chris and I, have covered all of the episodes. So if you're looking for a podcast that has covered every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, we are the one that did it. Um, we're currently covering the Winchesters, which is the Supernatural prequel, over at the Monster of the Week feed. So I think that's probably the most. Uh, relevant thing to mention to your listeners uh and yeah we talked about the x-men days of futurecast.com you can find all of those episodes we do comic books and tv shows and movies all related to marvel or the x-men and then yeah we just wrapped on merlin which if you're fiending for something that scratches some supernatural vibes (laughs) uh, i would highly recommend merlin merlin is a surprisingly good companion to the show supernatural um it's 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 got a controversial ending it's got two guys that are definitely in love and everybody believes it. But them. <laughs> uh, it's got magic. Uh, it's got big floppy ears. I'm pretty sure Supernatural has that somewhere. I'm sure uh, it's got a jock. and it's got and it's got weird old men so that seems like it's pretty much just supernatural but set in britain so yeah but that's it uh you can find me online at like i guess twitter jg greer but i'm also on i'm not really on twitter anymore um because probably better for all of us uh uh, you can look me up on like blue sky i guess that's a thing (laughs) i don't know if people are doing that uh but yeah, yeah don't
0: worry we have to change our entire outro for all the new bullshit Oh, I hate it, dude. I just I hate it so much. I, I think know. we have
1: I think we have a link tree off of Monster of the Week, so you could go there and That's usually the best. <laughs> and find That's
0: what we use for ours is the best. <laughs>
1: yeah, find find me and Chris that way. uh my co-host Chris on the Monster of the Week podcast. So,
0: well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for an interesting character. I may have to have you back on, so I now want to see the brothers fight taxes also.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna get you get, i'll get my wife to come on i'll get i'll get autumn to come on so she can tell you about all of the all of their um write-offs <laughs> <laughs> dean would be like oh it's a write-off I, it's a write-off I, i'm so deaf for that legitimately it, it, it would be that exact scene from Shit's creek right where, yes i was gonna uh, say it's, exactly <laughs> brain went. it's a write-off it's a write-off sam you write it off <laughs> what do you think a write-off is dean says sam winchester
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on
1: Thank you so much for having me. This has been a delight.
0: You've been listening to a Carrying Wayward mini-sode. We hope you enjoyed, and please let us know what you thought on Twitter, Instagram, Hive, YouTube, or really any social media at this point using at Wayward. Until next time, carry on our wayward friends.